0: Hey how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So, earlier today and and I'll be releasing this video tomorrow morning, so for you yesterday, the Federal Reserve released their minutes from their June FOMC meeting in which they raised interest rates once again by a quarter percentage point their fed funds rate. And, you know, market participants, they pay attention to this because it gives them, it gives us a little bit of insight into the inner workings of the Federal Reserve. Now, obviously, they prefer to operate in a shroud of secrecy. And furthermore, when they do release statements like these minutes or when they give speeches or whatever, they prefer to stick to what, you know, some people call fed speak, right? It's it's almost like legalese. It's almost like a, uh, the way a a lawyer writes some sort of an agreement. Um, with the Fed, they they carefully select their words, like a lawyer would carefully select their words, um, and also like a politician, they select their words in such a way that they don't have to take a side too strongly, right? Um, if they're talking about the economy, they'll say, you know, there's good reason to suggest that the economy is doing well in the future, uh, but we also have some downside risk concerns in, in areas of A, B, and C. they're They're very ambivalent about it. Um, and, and they're very careful about it. And mar- market participants, they, they know this, They, you know, these sentences that the Fed put out, they'll compare and contrast from one meeting or one set of minutes to the next and see, well, what's different? What is the Fed no longer concerned about? Or what are they concerned about now? Now, the big one that, well, you know, before I get to, to some of the big concerns, actually, um, I want to talk about the market reaction. And, and of course, what a lot of people I think focus on is, well, what did the stock markets do? and obviously in this channel, what did precious metals do? Now, I think initially stocks were down a bit. I think precious metals might have been down a bit as well, and they both slightly rebounded. But what I'm really looking at is not the stock market. It's not precious metals markets. Sure, those are important, and obviously I focus on precious metals. But the big move today was in the bond markets, particularly the U.S. Treasury yield curve it's continued to fall. In fact, the, the spread between the two-year and the 30-year is now down to right around 40 points, okay? That's, you know, 0. 0.4 percentage points. Um, basically, what that tells us is that is that the treasury or the yield curve is getting closer and closer to becoming completely flat or inverting okay and of course this is the, the reason that this is important why do we care about the yield curve um 9 out of the 10 last recessions have been preceded by a inversion of the US treasury yield curve it's a really good signal and the last two times it happened the stock market took a significant hit shortly after you know with the recession and and everything else um it's a very good predictor of of these things happening part of it is you know i've i've, I've heard it said that it's it's a reaction to to what's going on in the economy that the weakening economy causes yield curve to fall um other people have said that the falling yield curve actually is what helps take down the economy you know it, it's it's hard to say but it's a good predictor of of economic weakness and it's getting flatter and flatter this yield curve to put that in perspective 40 um basis points it was up around 60 basis points um you know around June seventh, okay, so so you know, a little under a month ago, up around 16 and it's already been cut down to around forty basis points. you know it doesn't have a whole lot further to go before it's flattened or inverted and the Fed they've even paying attention to this. they even talked about in their minutes that they're worried about the yield curve continuing to fall. Of course, since the Fed rate hike it's it's gone down from around fifty five basis points to forty basis points. So it's an even bigger deal today than it was when they raised interest rates, okay. The Fed knows that this can be a predictor of economic weakness, Um, and and it's definitely something to keep an eye on in the future. Now, we've also talked about in the past here on this channel and, and many others have that the Fed has perhaps or either either covertly or openly um, attempted to manipulate the yield curve to to mm, make it more of a curve and less flat in the past, and and so you know when you add that into the equation that the yield curve is already pretty flat, and you add this manipulation into it, um, it's it's likely that had that manipulation not been in place, this yield curve would probably be flat or inverted right now. Okay, um, another thing that this is telling us this yield curve, it's given us a sense that despite what the stock markets are doing, they haven't totally crashed yet. Um the bond market is telling us that something is wrong okay the Fed is coming out and saying in this minutes that you know sure they have some concerns but there's they're still fairly hawkish with their policy relatively speaking they still plan on continuing to raise interest rates and reduce their balance sheet and and they believe that economic growth will still be decent going forward the bond markets are saying no we're we're not buying that okay? We believe that, that this is you know a good example of policy error that you have tightened monetary policy too fast or too much and the economy is not ready to handle this. Therefore these, these bond investors, traders et cetera um, are starting to to buy the the long end. Okay, of this curve and and sell the short end and the curve is flattening. Okay, it's a policy error. And the bond market is as as much as it is manipulated in today's day and age, like every market, manipulated by the very um, entity that we're talking about, the Federal Reserve. The bond market is, generally speaking, a much more rational market than the stock market on a a short term basis. Not always. I mean, the the interest rates it's rational, but it's, it's also heavily manipulated. And so, you know, obviously the bond market is in a massive bubble right now, possibly a larger bubble than, than the stock market is. Um, but when it comes to this yield curve business, they, they usually have, have been correct in the past. And, and so I think um, if nothing else, this is a, this is a warning sign. This is, this is a, this should be a warning to to us as, as you know, market participants or investors or, or, or observers, um, there should be a warning to the Fed as well. Now, interestingly, what a lot of people were focusing on in this FOMC minutes was what is the Fed's take going to be on this uh, trade war, which, by the way, is, is just finally officially Uh, getting underway you know i erroneously thought in the past that some of these tariffs had already been put in place but you know maybe they had only uh, been kind of submitted and they're only officially taking place now but um as this trade war finally gets underway officially what a lot of people are focusing on is what does the fed have to say about it and, and how does it play into their view of the economy going forward um you know, and the Fed does note in this, you know, some concerns about, you know, what is investment in capital gonna be like going forward with this trade war going on? Basically, different corporations or investors are are less likely to invest in, in new capital if there's a lot of uncertainty or if they just aren't gonna be able to to um, you know do as much business now because of this trade war. Now, what I find ironic about that you know, the Fed spends a lot of time in this report. It's not just a trade war. This irony is not just in the trade war, but, but whether it's the trade policies that they're worried about or excesses in the stock market or real estate market or if they're worried about emerging markets or Europe or, you know, those are some other things that they kind of mentioned in, in these minutes. It's ironic that they oftentimes talk a lot about how they're worried about all of these other factors that pose a risk to the U.S. economy. All the while, they never acknowledge the elephant in the room. It is incredibly ironic that they are not acknowledging maybe the number one thing that, that you know, the number one threat to the economy right now. It's not China. It's not the trade war. It's not a bubble in the stock market, as, as much of a threat that is, or, or the real estate market, or Europe, or emerging markets, or a dollar shortage, or any of that. The real threat is the Federal Reserve. And you, again, you see this in the yield curve, right? It's signaling a policy error, okay? And so if you want to look to a big threat to the economy going forward over the next six months, over the next 12 months, it's the Fed and their monetary policy. Now, am I against what the Fed is doing in terms of, of more or less normalizing interest rates slowly but surely and reducing their balance sheet? Not necessarily i mean on principle i was against it in the first place uh the, the whole idea of quantitative easing i think i think it's a bad idea obviously and 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 reducing interest rates to effectively zero percent bad idea so if they're going to normalize it i guess it's better than nothing ideally i, I would prefer this to be a more of a market set you know a, a interest rate or, or something that is set by the markets and not by uh, you know a couple people on a board um I guess it's better than nothing. However, I also know that the consequences of this very tightening is going to be a popping of the bubble that that this everything bubble that we have around the world right now. Right, it's not just these interest rates. And people people pay attention so much to the Fed funds rate and what it's doing to the yield curve, or what it's going to do. You know, higher interest rates are going to mean for the economy that is so loaded and is and drowning in debt. Sure, that's important, okay? And and they're continuing with these interest rate hikes, and I think they plan on another one this year. The market's not really buying it, either am I. Or or at least I should say the markets might be penciling in another one this year, but beyond 2018, they're much more skeptical than the Fed is in terms of their ability to raise interest rates. But, you know, Fed funds rate, that's one thing. Uh, the other big thing that I don't know if people talk about is balance sheet normalization, quantitative tightening, right this is an ongoing program as of july right they're now increasing the pace once again at, at which they're purchasing these or sorry purchasing selling these securities that they purchased during the quantitative easing uh, program either selling or allowing them to expire um, and this is huge i mean this is you know i i thought it was 40 billion dollars a month i've seen it quoted as 50 billion dollars now um, i don't think it is 50 until october but maybe i'm wrong in that either way that that the pace at which they are tightening now their monetary policy has just increased. Okay, this is not a linear thing. This is this is increasing. You know, starting in October of last year, they started with ten billion dollars a month. Um, now they're up to thir- you know forty or fifty, depending on you know what numbers you're using $1 billion dollars a month. Um, effect of that is that they are removing their support for the bond markets, for the mortgage-backed security markets, or, or you know, interest rate markets, basically. Um, and they're also removing some liquidity out of the system. Okay, and and you know, with that, you know, you, you're having more and more debt being issued by the federal government in the form of bonds, and dollars have to go. Dollars have to come somewhere to buy up those bonds. The Fed's not buying them up as much anymore as they reduce their balance sheet, those dollars have to come from somewhere that's creating a dollar shortage abroad, right? And this tightening, the Fed is barely even talking about, hey, maybe it's us, right? This yield curve, right? This yield curve collapse business. Hey, maybe it's not emerging markets or Europe or this trade war or our president or whatever. Sure, all those things can contribute, but maybe it's us. That's a question they are not willing to to even talk about right do they think about it sure they do do they know that their policies are going to be the ones that ultimately pop this bubble or at least are a major factor in popping the bubble just like it was their policies that allowed for the bubble to grow and pop um, leading up to the financial crisis sure sure they absolutely know that are they going to acknowledge it no maybe 10 years from now Maybe 15 20 years from now when all of a sudden they they, they know a better way they, they have a better way to conduct monetary policy right they, they'll in retrospect they'll talk about what they should have done differently back then but but they know that we have a bubble right now and they know that if they're gonna stop tightening right now if they're gonna acknowledge that hey maybe it's us uh, they have um, well they they've given up a huge I guess card of theirs right they've they've lost a a major um i guess piece of influence of theirs right they're going to lose a lot of influence if they say that maybe it's us and and maybe us tightening our monetary policy is what causing the economy to slowly roll over right if they say that they lose all legitimacy they lose all confidence from from market participants and from consumers and it's downhill from there right they're going to be forced to loosen monetary policy eventually. At that point, no, they want to go on as long as possible, like they are right now. Um, all the while, I mean, and who knows? Maybe there's different motivations for it. Maybe, maybe politi- there are political motivations, or who knows what the ultimate motivations are. But but the point of this is that the bond markets are showing us something today. That the bond markets are showing us that they're that the Fed, their their it's their policy that is um, causing the yield curve to flatten. It's their policy that is causing the the economy to weaken. Sure, there's other contributing factors, right? Whether it's China and the trade war or Europe or emerging markets or whatever. Sure, those things contribute. Um, A pop into the housing bubble or the stock market bubble. Sure, those things contributed as well. Of course, those things were largely a result of Fed policy in the first place. But but ultimately, I think it is going to be the Fed that pops this bubble more than anything else more than anything else. Um, and you know who knows maybe in, in, in 2030 they'll admit you know maybe it's us um, but but until then they'll continue to point fingers at, at lack of regulation or, or, or at the Europeans or unforeseen circumstances whatever. Um, but but strap in this is this is getting serious pretty fast. you know talked about this yield curve collapsing from 60 to 40 basis points in the span of less than a month that's pretty significant, you know, prior to spiking over 60 basis points at, you know, at that point in June it was still around a little over 55 and now it's around 40. Um, It's not that far from zero. Right. And, and already I think people are beginning to treat this as if it is at zero, right? This, this is a lot of really bearish things coming together right now. We have this trade war. We have the Fed continuing to tighten their policy. Um, They're Europe is is still you know in a state of I I would consider it turmoil political turmoil and economic there's a lot of uncertainty there. China is I think getting nervous about their um, attempt at a soft landing, not totally unlike the Fed's attempt at a soft landing for their for their bubble of an economy. And of course, emerging markets. Um, I think are still due to over due to spill over into to, to um, emerge markets and developed markets like like the US and like Europe. So, um strapping I think this fall time is going to be interesting, even the rest of the summer it's going to be very interesting. And all the while the stock market is still just sideways. Unchanged for for just months and months now. Um that's not normal, right? That's not normal and and I don't think that the logical way for it to, to go from here is up, right? That, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you might, you, you might be thinking, well, hey, the f- stock market hasn't gone up really in six months now or whatever. And hey, maybe it's not so overbought. Maybe it's not so overvalued, but I'll remind you that we only topped 20,000 in the Dow Jones last year, right? I think it's beginning of 2017 or in the first half, certainly. Um And today we're like, what, around 24,000 something, you know, for the Dow Jones, it's got a long ways to fall, right? Um, it's it, it, is, is it so unheard of for the Dow Jones to fall back to where it was around the Trump election? I don't think so. You know, if you look at a chart and all that, that, that was what? $18,000 range, 19,000 uh, or, or points. Um, let's see here on the, around the election time, it was, you know, around 18, 17,000 around that mark, right? That's a, it's a six thousand point drop seven thousand point drop from where it is right now twenty four thousand three hundred and fifty six point seven four at the time of this video so strap in I think you know it, it it has a long ways to fall and I think it's a lack of momentum it's a lack of ability to really do anything for any sustained period of time is not a good sign so you know I'd love to hear your thoughts in this video down below in the comments section um i' I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the day. When, when people realize that it is the Fed that's going to cause this, and it's not just trade policy or China or whatever. So um, as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, and God bless.